Greetings and blessings, beautiful warrior. Thank you so much for returning to this space of good energy and good gas for another in our series. It's Good Gas Mondays and we call it Good Gas Mondays for a reason. Because we know Mondays are difficult. Because the jump start you need has to come very early if you're to make the most of the full five days of your work week and be purposeful about how you show up, what you do, and the results that you're able to generate. And if every Monday we are fired up, focused, and committed to the right tasks, the essential tasks, then by December of each year, you're going to have a delicious pudding for people to taste because you know they say the proof is in the pudding. December is always pudding time. We're at the start of a brand new year and I believe so resolutely that if we begin purposefully each year, commit to the right actions, apply the level of discipline and diligence necessary to get the results, the pudding in December is going to be delicious and the proof will indeed be in the pudding. The sacrifices you made when you taste the pudding, the proof is there. It was worth it. The investment that you made, oh, in December, when that pudding comes out the oven, you'll taste it and the proof will be there. The relationships that you sought to nurture, the businesses you wanted to launch, the time invested in developing yourself and your skill, the time invested in improving your relationships with your children, your parents, your friends, your lover, all of those things will manifest themselves in the pudding. And because we work on a cycle, human beings understand cycles, right? Seasons and harvests. One of the best ways to restart is to use the brand new start of the year to refocus the mind and get the hands steady and pointed in the right direction, aiming before we fire. And that's so important. So welcome again to a little corner of the internet, the Digiverse, that allows us to share some positive psychology, what you can do with your mind, the best weapon on this journey, in this arena. If you're a gladiator with me on the Success Farm, you know we talk a lot about being the man and woman in the arena, the sharpest tool, the most prolific weapon on the battlefield is your mind. And the healthier the mind, the more focused and attuned it is to the opportunity, to the wealth and abundance in your life as it is, it's the more powerful you are as a soldier on that battlefield, as a gladiator in that arena. So welcome to Good Gas Mondays if it is your first time. And if you are a returning gladiator, thank you so much for making us a part of your weekly routine. I am always very excited to hear from you as listeners. So please take some time, whether right now, pausing our podcast and kind of hopping back to give us a rating or a comment, or you can listen through to the end and decide what this episode has done for you. And if it has been valuable, just share that. Let somebody know that we found something absolutely beautiful in this episode. I enjoy creating it for you, and I'm always very excited to hear how it has served you. So I saw this beautiful review from one of our listeners and I'm going to read it verbatim. Yes, it says, listening to Good Gas Mondays, I must say how delighted and fearless I have become. Thank you, Crystal, for being so inspiring. And thanks to the guests you have. Oh, let me read that again. And thanks to the guests you have brought on your program. Saving my Kill Fear book for my daughter to read when she gets 
older. Now that is amazing to read. It's also telling me that this particular listener has already bought my book. So if you're not aware, quick plug, I wrote a book. It's titled Kill Fear, The Art of Courageous Living. And you can get your hands on a copy of the book by checking us out on Amazon. You can order and it ships anywhere in the world on Amazon. And if you're in Jamaica, then they are available in Megamart stores island-wide. So you can get a, get a copy anytime you feel like you're ready to literally kill some fear. Yeah. Thank you so much for everyone who takes the time to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does enhance our ability to reach the people on the internet who are looking for us. And your rating and review gives us an opportunity to reach more people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, that particular review came to us from Debbie Licia. So when you give us a review, you can actually look forward to me reading it in our episode. In fact, I'm going to read two this week. Uplifting gave us a review and said, I love listening to Crystal on my way to work to start my day. It's like a breath of fresh air and it prepares me for my day in a positive mindset. My favorite podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, the review is titled Uplifting, but the person who shared it is Renzo SPG. Thank you so much, Renzo. It's an honor. Really and truly, it's an honor to be able to serve you in that way. Now, you are joining us in the second of a two, a four-part series for the rest of the month uh, titled Harvest Principle. So we're at week two and we're looking at Harvest Principle number two. If you didn't catch us for Harvest Principle number one, don't worry. The episode just before this one is where you can get your catch up. But we're going to jump right in um, sharing with you what the second harvest principle is and why I find it to be so valuable on this journey to purpose. Yes, we're baking that pudding and we want the proof of our hard work to be clear in 2021 when we get to December. But the harvest requires certain things of us and we share harvest principle number two in this episode. So last week we explored harvest principle number one, you reap what you sow and you can't cheat the harvest. You can't cheat the laws of nature. It is a fact. What you put in is what you will get out. For many of us, we have decided what we want to sow. We've looked at the soil quality and done our research to know at this point in time, in this season that I'm in, in the climate that I'm in, the best seed to sow is something around your business something around your mental health, something related to improving relationships, something related to your finances. You've looked at the climate and you can see what is requ required of you in this season and what will deliver the most fruitful result should you invest in it at this time. So you've read the room. Yes, you've looked at the farm and you've done your assessment of the soil. You've selected the right seed for this season and you've planted it. You probably planted it a few months ago. But for some reason, you're not seeing the growth and the breakthrough. And if you can follow me with this analogy uh, right through to its natural conclusion, by the time we get to principle number four, you would envision a big blooming tree, perhaps an orchard of oranges uh, waiting to be, to be plucked from the tree. But right now we're thinking about a breakthrough. So you have planted something in the soil. 
And for some reason, even as you chose to be deliberate and purposeful about what seed to plant, what soil to plant it in and what time to do that planting, you're not seeing the breakthrough. The seed is not germinating. Yes, that little stem has not pushed its way through the earth to begin growing upward and reaching to the sun. You may be feeling dormant and you can pause to reflect where in your life you're feeling that sense of dormancy. There is no growth. There is no expansion. There is no joy. There is no fruit being uh, manifested on the trees. There is no breakthrough, no progress, no movement, no gain. And you're beginning to question whether you made a mistake investing time, investing money, investing resources into this particular seed. Should you have planted this seed at this time? Was it really the right soil that you planted it in? Was it really the right season that you planted in? And you're beginning to doubt the initial work that you would have put in. And perhaps you're not thinking to stop. The seed is not germinating and you're not trusting yourself anymore in terms of the decision you made to invest and to work at something. If this is where you are, then harvest principle number two is for you. And harvest principle number two says, give the seed what it needs. Give the seed what it needs. Now, the challenge for us as we are the farmers and cultivators in chief of our life garden is that we put the seed in the soil knowing what we're, we're expecting as the outcome. So we are already at the end of the harvest, envisioning that orchard full of blossoming, bright orange trees. And we're looking down at the soil and we can't even see the breakthrough. And we know the journey that is required, the length of time, the patience, the, the endurance that's needed for us to get to orchard level. But we're starting to doubt because we're not seeing the results as quickly as we thought we would see them. And I want you to give yourself the grace, the space, and the patience needed to do the work that's required right now. We know what you want as the outcome. You're very clear on the goal and the vision. But you have to give yourself the grace, the space, the patience to do what is required right now. There are some things required of you right now that if you don't do them and do them well, there will be no breakthrough. There will be no orchard to, to pick oranges from if you don't stay focused in this moment of, on what is required of you right now. And there are three things that every seed needs. Every single seed, no matter what the fruit is that you want it to bear, every single seed needs these three things if it is to germinate. And you can grab your notepad, um, open up the, the notes app on your phone, your notebook, however you keep track and log uh, these gems as we go through. I want you to make a note of these three things because it applies no matter what area of life you're thinking about improving, expanding, and seeing blooms of, of, of uh, fruit in the future. The first thing that I want you to remember is that the seed needs light. You have planted the seed in the soil. You have been diligent about selecting what to plant, when to plant it, and where. But the seed needs light. What is that light? The first kind of light is acknowledgement. 
Some of us have buried the, the, the seed, not because we wanted it to grow in the soil, but partly because we're trying to hide it. It's a desire we have. It's an ambition. It's a goal. But we're not quite proud of it yet. We're not quite sure that we can achieve it. We're not quite settled and certain that this is something that's going to work. This is something that's going to blossom. And so we hide it in the dark, away from our friends, family members, potential investors, even from ourselves. We put that seed in the soil and refuse to acknowledge that this is a desire and an ambition we have and we want to see it bloom. We want to see it blossom. A part of that comes from lacking faith. You don't trust that the principles of the harvest will honor your work. And so you don't do as much as you need to do for this seed to germinate. So you don't give it the light of your faith and confidence. You actually don't believe that this thing is possible. The second phase of light that you may not be giving your seed is the positive affirmation and acknowledgement that comes only after you have decided that you believe in it. So you can't acknowledge and affirm a thing unless you believe that it could in fact be so. So if you have not decided and determined that this can happen, you're not going to be comfortable declaring that. Now, it doesn't mean you have to declare it to, to everyone around you because there's some seeds you plant in quiet faith in a stillness that only you understand. You're not trying to prove anything to anybody. You're not trying to display this wealth and this outcome and this glory and success to anyone. You have planted this in quiet faith. And so there's no requirement to share this with everybody else. But you must acknowledge it. You must get up with the words on your lips that speak positively to the outcome that you desire. Look yourself in the mirror and own that outcome. I will pay down my debts this year. It's a seed I have planted with good financial habits and I'm going to stick to these habits right throughout the year because I will pay the debt down this year. I will find the resources necessary to return to school. It is a must that I'm going to be able to purchase a house because I'm doing what is necessary this year. I'm going to get the dream car this year. I'm going to uh, flourish in my, my intimate relationships this year because I'm doing the work to make it so. I'm going to get deeper and more passionately committed to myself. I'm going to love myself more this year because I'm applying the right kinds of activities needed in the space right now to make it so. I'm opening my mouth to give light, to shed light, to acknowledge, to affirm, and to call on to me and in my space all the help required to get this thing done. Your seed needs light. You can't keep hiding the seed, hiding the ambition out of shame, out of fear, out of a lack of faith, you don't even acknowledge that this is something that you want to see happen. And so if we aren't even able to acknowledge that to ourselves, and you know what that is. I don't know what it is for you. You are in your life. You are aware and conscious of your life. You know the desire you have that you are just so afraid to even acknowledge. Even as you, you say you're working on it, you're working on it faithlessly. You are working on it faithlessly. Leslie. And so when the opportunities come to aid you to make that dream manifest, you won't even be bold enough to open your mouth and say, hi, opportunity. You've been looking for me and this seed that I've been planting. When you're sitting in conversation at the coffee shop 
and people are sharing their visions and their goals and the projects they're working on. You could be looking at a potential investor, but you refuse to give your seed any light. So the investor is sitting across from you, a potential business partner is sitting across from you, and they will never, ever know that they could assist you in this way because you refuse to give your seed any light. Give your seed light. It needs to be seen. It needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be felt. It needs to have light shone upon it. Every seed, if it is to germinate, requires light. Now, I take that call to bring light and to give light very personal. And I'll, I'll share it with you as part of my Good Gas community. The very definition of my daughter's name is light. Zia is Arabic for light. And I named her knowing that the world needs more light. First of all, yes, the world is the seed I contemplated. And I said, this seed called the world needs more light. And I'm committed to raising a human being that brings light into this world, shines light on this seed so it can blossom beautifully in years to come. That's my duty as a mother, to add some light to this world. But the other part of my duty too is to teach my daughter not to hide her light, not to conceal her energy, her brilliance, her sparkle, simply because it will make others uncomfortable. So when I think about light, I'm looking at all the ways that light enhances, light gives, gives room for things to be seen and felt and understood how light runs away the darkness. Yes, I am always very conscious of that powerful thing called light. The entire, uh, the, the, the universe that we exist in now, our solar system, yes, it revolves around a source of light. Without the light of the sun, there could be no photosynthesis for trees to produce oxygen for humans to breathe. Light is so critical to our existence and our growth. There are certain chemicals that get released in the brain simply because we stand in the sun. So light has value and power to heal and to grow. Give your seed light. As I said before, it doesn't mean you have to talk about it with everyone at every opportunity. Not everybody wants to hear the idea to acknowledge it with you and to add more light to it. Yes, sometimes you'll share it in spaces and the response is just to discourage you and tell you to stop and send you back into a space of darkness. But the minimum requirement is that you acknowledge this seed and speak powerfully over it. So do you have a prayer that you will recite for the rest of the year relevant to the seeds that you have planted? Do you have a calendar, a strategic uh, plan for the year, looking at how you will bring to light and to life this vision? Do you have a plan for the seed? Because that's also evidence that you are giving it light. You're giving it space in your calendar. You're giving it time in your day. You're giving it thought in your meditation. You're giving it power through the use of words to affirm it, 
and to declare it and to remind yourself that you have faith in it and you believe in it. So are you giving light to your seed? The second thing that every seed needs is water. Now water here, we talk about H2O, the hydrogen and the, the oxygen. There are some beautiful mixes, atomic mixes, that our seed will need to grow. When you nourish a seed with the nutrients it needs, whether it is H2O, whether it is getting a, a new skill to advance and to increase and to improve what, whatever outcomes you're looking for in life, once you have chosen to give your seed water, it means that you're choosing to nourish that seed. So what is the water that your seed needs? For many of us, the water is a true investment of time, focus, uninterrupted and diligent work windows. So it means creating a space in your calendar where you do not just say, I have work to do, but you protect that time for work because you're giving the seed water. When a farmer goes out on the farm to water the plants and the seedlings to allow them to be nourished, that farmer doesn't stay from afar and just throw the water out. The farmer walks a particular path, has a routine, a time of day, whether it is morning, afternoon, evening, where the water is, is spread along the roots. If the farmer is into more modern forms of watering the roots, there's perhaps an irrigation system that distributes the right amount of water in the right doses, yes? The right kind of nutrients at the root in ways that doesn't flood the soil. So it's not something that happens haphazardly. It's not something that happens randomly. It's not something that happens on autopilot. When you are nourishing and giving nutrient to your seed, you need to do it strategically. So let's look again at the seeds that you're planting. I have to ask you, when I look at your calendar, is there evidence that you have decided to water this seed, this thing that you want to see grow and nourish? What's the time of day that you water it? What's the schedule on which you water it? Is it once a day? Is it once a week? Is it every other week? Is it every month? Is it every quarter? Is it every six months? What's the schedule on which you are watering the seed so it can actually be nourished, so it can actually bloom? Before you decide that this investment is a failure, before you decide that you don't know what you're doing and you made a mistake planting this seed and you really need to stop because it's a waste of your time, have you really been wasting any time? Have you really been putting strategic thought and action behind the result that you want? Or are you just talking a good game, planning for the orchard, but not doing the work required not giving the seed what it needs. So look at the seeds that you have planted that seem to have entered a space of dormancy. They are not germinating. They're not breaking through the earth. Perhaps they have broken through, but you can look at the stem and know that this particular plant is not going to survive for very long. 
The kind of harvest that you're looking for with this investment is not going to come because the tree just looks so frail and fragile as if anything could break it. It did not get the nourishment it needed when it needed it. So before you decide that it's a bad seed and start to curse the earth and curse the plot of land and curse the seed and curse even yourself for being terrible at the job, perhaps you haven't even started the job as yet. And remember the job of the farmer is to give the seed what it needs. And every seed that you're planting needs light and it will need water. Too much water is bad for the seed. It will drown. Too little or no water is bad for the seed. It will die of thirst. So look at the seeds that you have planted. How much water does it need? How much water have you been giving it? What's the quality of the water? What's the time of day or time of year that you've decided to give it water? the volume and the quantity. Are you giving the seed what it needs to grow? And the third thing that your seed is going to need, great farmer, beautiful warrior, gladiator, it needs the right temperature. Temperatures are so important for germination of seeds. That's why greenhouses work so well. Because while you don't need all the light in the world, just the right amount of light is enough to trigger the germination process and give the seed the authority, the resources, the power, the tools it needs to break through. Now, when we talk about temperature, part of it includes understanding the season, yes, because trees that are meant to bear fruit in the summer, can't be planted in the summer. They have to be planted a few seasons before so that the temperature is right for it to germinate, to grow well, and deliver its harvest come summer. So part of understanding the temperature that your seed will need is knowing when to plant it. Are you trying to plant a seed at a time of year when it will die? It will get choked out by all the other seeds that are currently in bloom or germinating. You don't have enough water to spread across six, seven, eight uh, hectares of land. Maybe you only have enough water to serve a particular plot of land, a particular seed, a particular goal. Let's be honest. There is not an unending source that you can tap into. You have to be strategic about it. So maybe one seed gets planted in January and another gets planted in February and we don't plant anymore until April or May based on the resources that we have. There is no law that says all seeds must be planted at once. Just like there is no law that says all trees will come to bloom at the same time. So read the room, assess the temperature. Yes, that's part of knowing what season you're in. And we discussed that uh, in, in the first principle of the harvest. But the other part of the temperature that the seed needs is the motivation, the why, the driving force and the energy behind your effort. Many of us take it for granted that we can do the right thing in the right way and get the right results. Whether or not the motivation and the purpose behind it is positive or negative. 
Now, for some people, it doesn't matter the reason that you go to the gym. Sometimes you go to gym to the gym to take revenge on a bad comment somebody made about your body. And that poor and negative comment that hurts you is the fuel that gets you in the gym. But you can ask any trainer. Yes. Trainers can tell you that the negative energy might be enough to get you to start. To build initial momentum. To declare an initial commitment. But make no mistake, it is not enough to keep you powered through to the end. Negative energy, the need to prove people wrong, the need to do it so they can stop saying you can't do it, the need to show up for other people versus showing up for your dreams. The wrong energy, committed to the right task, done in the right way, the wrong energy cannot be sustained in the long term. And so we have to get the energy right. If you're doing something out of envy, at some point, you will run out of gas in the tank to keep doing it. If you're doing something out of hate, at some point, that gets tiring and then you can't continue the activity. If you're doing something just as a, a, a reflex or a, a response to negative feedback in your environment, what happens when the negative feedback ends? You will no longer have a trigger a motivation to get things done. So the temperature that we're talking about is not just relevant to the season that you're in, but it's relevant to the reason. It's not just about the season you're in, it's relevant also to the reason. Refresh yourself. Has there been any project that you started out of anger? Somebody told you you couldn't have it and you decided and declared that I would have it just to prove you wrong. You started it. You're probably successful at achieving the goal, but it's not something that you maintained because the positive energy, the purpose behind it was not enough to fuel you beyond a particular point. When you are farming on your life and looking for a harvest, the purpose has to be so clear. And that's why I've defined this year, 2021, as 2021 on purpose. There are many good things that I can do. There are many great things that I will do. But believe me when I tell you, it will only be done if I'm clear on the purpose it serves. If it lines me up with my divine reason for being. If it serves those who my life energy is meant to serve. If it does the good work for which I have been put here on earth, then I will do it. But I will not do it to impress anyone. I will not do it to prove anyone wrong. I will not do it just to look busy. I will do it because it is the purpose the ordained reason that I am in the season I'm in. So it must align with my purpose. People are going to get tired of hearing me say that, inviting me to meetings and I go, well, what's the purpose? Asking me to invest time and, and money into something and I go, and can you tell me the purpose, right? I am very clear. I don't get back a minute of my life, a second of my life. Once it is gone, it is gone. Once it is spent, it is spent. There is no returning to the bank to say, hey, I misused that five minutes. Could I have it back to use it better? It is a non-renewable resource I have called time. And my energy and focus is so precious that I can't waste it, not even for a minute. So purpose, the reason the reason is just as important as the season that you're planting in. What is the reason for planting? What's the goal? What's the vision? What is the why behind the activity? For some people, having not identified the why, 
even if they know what to do and even if they know how to do it with the best of resources, the best of mentorship, because they're not clear on why it is important. What's the great payoff that is of value to me? What's the great consequence that I can't afford to face? Why am I going to sacrifice time, lose sleep, invest my resources in this way? Why? When you're clear on the why, you can remain consistent in the what and the how. And consistency is a major turning point when we talk about the harvest that we're trying to get. Some of us turn back when it's time for consistency and some of us turn it up. And that is going to determine whether or not your harvest is bountiful. That's going to determine the quality of the tree that is, is growing in your life, the strength of the roots how consistent and diligent you are in doing what you need to do and how it needs to be done. So let's take a look at our lives. There are four key quadrants that I speak about very often uh, in, in the training sessions and in our mastermind group on the success farm. One is your, your relationship, that, that heart and soul component, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your intimate partner, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your friends, the people in your life that you love. What's the quality of those relationships? Then we also explore your professional development. We have ambitions. As human beings, the natural position for us is growth. When we aren't growing, when we are stagnant, when we are gathering moss, we get uncomfortable. We get toxic if we're not growing. Yes, anybody who is fully engrossed in the process of growth does not have time for toxicity because that affects the quality of the plant, yes, that is, that is being asked to blossom and to bloom. So because our natural position is growth, you should be looking at your develop at your professional life rather to see how you can develop greater strength, greater skill, greater capacity, greater efficiency, how you can expand on what you're doing. Perhaps you have an additional source uh, of income that you could explore by building a business. But what seed do you need to plant to see a better harvest at the end of this 12 month period in 2021 for your professional life? Are you a procrastinator? Are you late on your deadlines? Do you offer no ingenuity? Is excellence your hallmark? Do you want to make excellence your hallmark so that anything you touch is revered as having been done by you? How do you want to improve the harvest and the outcome in your professional life, in your relationships? And the third quadrant is your financial health and well-being. How do you want to change the harvest? Are you okay with the fruits that bloom for you in the 12-month cycles? And if the answer is no, what seed do you need to plant? When do you need to plant it? And what does that seed need of you in terms of light, in terms of water, in terms of temperature? And the fourth and final quadrant is self-care. We don't talk a lot about that. But your personal, intimate mental, physical, and emotional health and well-being, we capture that under self-care. How are you taking care of yourself? Because it is you who must show up in defense of your relationships to serve the people you love. It is you with your good mind that needs to show up to practice healthy financial habits. It is you who needs to show up to make the sacrifices and the investment of time, skill, capital to grow your professional outcomes. So how are you taking care of you? How are you making sure that you show up on the battlefield 
as the best possible soldier? Are you spending time in training, a morning routine, a bedtime routine, focusing on the food and the, the liquids you're putting into your body, whether or not you're getting rest, how you are healing from the trauma that you may be experiencing in life? How are you taking care of you? What seeds do you need to plant? What seeds have you planted but have not given them what they need so they can deliver a better harvest? That's a question that you have to answer because nobody can answer that for you. How are you treating your relationships? How are you treating your financial health and well-being? How are you treating with your professional life? And how are you treating with yourself? What seeds do you need to plant so that come December, when we take that pudding from the oven, the proof is in it that you made the most of the 1,440 minutes you got every single day, that you did not waste time but instead invested time in a tactical, strategic, and purposeful way. Give the seed what it needs. That is principle number two in our Harvest Principles series. So your homework, yes, your life work, is to look at your life very early in this year because we, we don't want to waste the weeks as they're passing. We're already uh, halfway into the first quarter of the year. Look at your life. Where are you not enjoying good and bountiful harvests? And if you want those harvests to change, if, if when December comes and you're looking at the field of your life, you want to see different fruits or you want to see more of a particular fruit, what seed do you need to plant? Because you will reap what you sow. And what does that seed need? Because you will have to give the seed what it needs. Join me again for another in our series. Next week, we will explore principle number three. We're looking at harvest principles for all of February because if we get it right in the early parts of the year, the harvest is sure. If we honor the principles of the harvest, the outcome is sure. It is guaranteed. You can't cheat the principles and expect a particular outcome. And just as the Christian will tell you that God is faithful, so too are the laws that guide Mother Nature and the universe. They are faithful, they are unbending, and they serve all who will honor them. So thank you for listening to us for this episode. And I do hope that you will take the time to do the life work, the homework, to look through the quadrants of your life and see where you need to be planting more seeds, different, better seeds, and how you're going to show up and give those seeds what they need in a disciplined, diligent, consistent, purposeful way for the rest of 2021. The goal is to reap a bountiful harvest. Let us get to December 21 and get there proud of the work we've put in. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be able to say, wow, my life was well lived. And I served my unique divine purpose. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take the time to share it with somebody in your circle, a family member, in your WhatsApp group, on your social media. Tag me in it at Crystal Tomlinson and let me know that this has served you. And if you have the time, if you are so moved, please, please, please do give us a rating wherever you're listening to your podcast. Give us a, a few stars up there so people know that this particular podcast is a conversation that could serve their spirit heading into any week 
that they choose to start listening to us. And of course, you can give us a, a comment below, a, a proper review. You know, tell us what this this series, this uh, Harvest Principle series so far has been like for you uh, and how our general podcast has been serving you and your family, because I know many of you listen to it with your children and with your partners. So thank you again for tuning in for another episode. It has been an honor to serve you in this way and to share so purposefully and meaningfully as you take on this week. All the best, Gladiator. Continue to show up and fight, fight hard for the life you want. Love and blessings.